views and opinions expressed by guests on the Hide and Seek podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or positions of the host or contributors. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Would you like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community? Would you like to share your thoughts with other listeners? Join us in the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. You can find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. This podcast deals with mature topics that may not be suitable for all listeners. Material heard on the Hide and Seek Podcast is intended for adult listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet dreams are made of this. 24 Hour News aides Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter. I can tell you where she most likely is. I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty fucked They're pretty freaking gruesome. I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany. I have all of them. I have everything. I told him, I said, I'll kill all the motherfuckers. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Because this little town around here would be hard to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. Some days I don't believe anything after where I think this left. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey guys. On last week's episode, we listened as Eric S and JJ Fox were pulled over by the police in Three Rivers. They're pulled over after dropping Ashley off at a friend's house. The home she was dropped off at was Eric Glides. Ashley now says she was at Glides for a Christmas gathering. Very recently, I was able to talk to Glide and ask him about this. You may start the conversation now. How are you? The night that Brit, that Ashley comes over to your place and then JJ and Eric take off, yeah. Ashley's car gets pulled That's over. like two weeks later, right? It's the night of December 23rd. Brittany went missing November 30th. Like a little over three weeks later. All right, so two, three weeks. Yeah. That night that Ashley goes down to meet with JJ and Eric and the police officer when she gets arrested... She was claiming to go over to your guys' place because she was invited over for Christmas or something like that? No, she wanted some dope. She's trying to act like where she was coming from that night was as if there was some some sort of Christmas gathering that you guys invited her over to because you guys felt bad for her. I I don't celebrate Christmas, dude. I'm like Jewish when it comes to it. So that's all, that's all, yeah, yeah, that's all bullshit, what she's talking about. 
You know, that's total bullshit. Why would she get dropped off? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Know. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Eric S. seems to struggle a bit when attempting to get a story straight when responding to the questions from Officer 1. JJ takes the lead and offers information to the officer, telling him they've been out in the damn woods all day. Eric confirms and says they've been looking for his wife out in the woods and continues on to tell the officer that the vehicle he's driving, a black Ford SUV, belongs to his girlfriend. It's apparent that this statement strikes the officer as odd. Now certainly, odd behavior doesn't make you guilty of committing a crime. But having a mobile phone that belongs to your missing wife and the vehicle you're driving that belongs to your girlfriend, who happens to be your missing wife's dealer, that's sus in my book. By the way, Ashley, thanks for confirming that the phone was Britney's. We're curious to know where that mobile phone is at today. Now that we've recapped, let's dive into today's episode. Let's visit our old friend, the suspect board. Sarah and I have worked on a lot over the past couple months. We've added information and we've been able to remove a few people. It's common practice in investigations to start with the inner circle. This means looking at the people closest to the victim and working your way out. We've concentrated on Brittany's inner circle and we've ventured outward. Eric S. is someone in Brittany's inner circle. JJ Fox and Ashley recall Eric introducing him into their inner circle on December 23rd, 2018, prior to the traffic stop you all heard last week. According to Ashley, this is exactly one month prior to recording Glide. JJ. JJ is someone who's been on the sidelines of the suspect board for a while. So let me introduce you to my relationship with JJ. My relationship with him begins with me reaching out to his mother, who happens to be a very good friend to Jessica, Brittany's mother. At the time, JJ was in prison, so reaching him directly was out of the question. After getting some information from Brenda, JJ's stepmom, I reach out to JJ via JPay in September of 2021. And for those wondering what JPay is, JPay is a private company that provides services and products for prisoners. I introduce myself and explain who I am and why I'm contacting him. Several days pass and it's now October. I get a response from JJ asking for my number. I send it and wait. Days pass, and there's no call. I send him another email, asking if he knew when he might be able to jump on a call. He responds telling me he doesn't have a clue. He reminds me he's in prison and tells me talking to me could get him hurt. And he's still on the fence about making contact. More waiting while days pass. It's now November 2021 and the anniversary of Britney's disappearance creeps up on us. On November 29th, JJ calls. Over the next two days, he calls a total of four times. JJ provides a lot of useful information. 
It seems like he has a decent handle on the people who are around him. We'll let you listen for yourself. Facility and is subject to monitoring and recording. Thank you for using GTL. What's up, man? Not much, not much. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little buzzed right now, but fuck it's the holidays. Damn, I didn't know you had it like that in there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, what being affiliation does to you. That's why I'm a little worried on talking a little bit. You know, I give you what I know and tell me what you know. You know, a lot of shit that don't need to be spread out there. That these motherfuckers are some killers. Yeah, I mean that's I definitely man I um, that's I'm all here to try to figure out what happened and that's why I'm doing this and so let me start off with just real quick JJ who were you to Brittany what was your like relationship to her I was a long distance friend if that because she dated my brother other than that I've only kicked it with her. Shit, two, three times at that. And was like, that. I never really had a relationship built up with her, so. I messaged your brother and, um. Zach? Bauman, right? Bauman? Yeah. So I saw Zach and Britt had been talking up until the point, basically the days before, day, day before she went missing. They were talking before he even went to prison. She was taking care of him and everything when he was in prison. And you're only connected to Brittany through because of Zach. That's your only. Okay. When you said you you guys hung out like once or twice, do you recall when those. Yeah, like when she lived in uh, Sherlock Park down in Indiana, uh, how I think it was, I, I was there one time and that was before my brother went to prison. I seen her one time after that. After my brother went to prison, that was in Three Rivers at the Shell Mart near the probation center. I seen her, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm out running around the streets high as fuck trying to steal something. And she showed up there and seen me and yelled at me and asked her how my brother was doing. And I was actually the last time I seen her. What year was that? Fuck, I, I couldn't, my brother was in prison when that, when that, so it was right, right before, or right same time he went just to prison a couple months after your brother when he was in prison you saw her this one this was the last time you saw her do you remember where where this was at specifically what city yeah it was in three rivers the last i saw her that was shit oh fuck man i I, timeline is just fucked up because i've been high for so fucking long but it was year year and a half before she went missing a year and a half before she went missing yeah if that like that like i said time i don't know she was okay. talking about my brother just and that she was i remember she was buying some donuts <laughs> i know her mom came to me one day and said your your brother told me to get a hold of you because you'd be the best bet to find out what happened to my daughter and i went on a hunt got so deep in some shit that it had me so fucking paranoid that I was looking over my shoulder 
stealing every fucking car I could get because I ain't got nowhere to lay my head. Constantly waking up, wondering who's coming after me, this and that. Honestly, me searching for her, the reason why I'm in here today. Why is that? I just kept it myself in too much dirt, trying to figure out where, where the hell her daughter was at. Let me let me back up real quick, JJ. So you so Jessica reached out to you because Zach told her that I, she should yeah. reach out to you because you could possibly help with figuring out what happened. Now Zach must have told Jessica this while he was in prison. Yeah, I guess I, I believe that's what. And had you had known Jessica, had you ever interacted with her before her daughter went missing? No, never. She reaches out to you and says, I want to, you know, I need help with, you know, your brother, Zach, told me to reach out to you. Your brother hit me up and told me the best bet for me to find my daughter is to hit you up. Maybe you can help me find her as fast as possible. And I said, all right, I'll see what I can do. I took off out the door. Got my nose in some shit that's fucking crazy. Let's talk about it. I mean, let's continue to work through it, but trying to understand just the motive on your side on why you're wanting to help out and assist, is that because brothers asked this of you or is this because someone, you know, my mom who came to you? Mother mother disappeared from her kids. I think a mom should be with her kids. I come from me being in the crime industry, being affiliated and all that shit, we have laws. And my number one law is no women, no children, no elderly get involved in any crime or hurt that a man commits. No woman ever should be suffered for what us fucking idiots in the gangland does. A lot of motherfuckers don't stand on that code. A lot of them, like a lot of people I know do not stand on that code. Me, I was raised don't put your fucking hand on a woman. I've gotten arguments with a few motherfuckers. Even one of my own my own homeboys, my own my bro, own bros is, well, was my own bro. He put his hands on my baby mama, which is Kimberly Stem, and he's jumped blah, literally, pretty much. Motherfuckers just don't care about it anymore. They don't respect it. They don't. That's where everything's fucked up. That's where they all think the sex trafficking is, just all that shit's fucking involved in everything. Honestly, I don't think it was sex trafficking. Okay. And so you, so you, so you're, you don't think it was sex trafficking from your own investigation, in your opinion? Yeah. I think what happened was Brittany, because I had one of the St. Joe County Sheriff's, or one of the police there in St. Joe, I asked him one day on the parking lot, give me some info on what he knew. I ain't gonna say his name, but he gave me some info. And he told me that they knew she was in the apartment in White Pigeon. Near the, uh, I don't remember, Bristol Arms or some shit, whatever the fucking name it was of it. The weird thing is, that's where Brittany and Amanda was staying. So, I put the puzzle together and I kind of figured out that she overdosed. And they tried covering it up and taking her out the fucking, off of Fawn River to, uh, Don Hill's house where the house caught on fire. And I believe they tried covering it up. 
the house fire and it didn't work like they planned, so they burned her even more. And I hate to say that because, you know, this, this member and all that, she pretty much, in my eyes, she would be dead, but I hate to even look at it like that. Let's back up to, to the, 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 the beginning of the theory real quick, just so I want to make sure I understand it very clearly. You mentioned two people. Did I hear that right? Yep. That's the apartment that they were staying at. That's, that's the apartment. Amanda's the mom and Brittany's the daughter. Brittany's sitting in LaGrange County Jail right now. Amanda's down in Arkansas. And Don Hill is in... Wyoming. Like I told my mom, I got me and a couple boys that are ready to come home and do some vigilante shit. But we're not really trying to come at them like that. The courts can do what they want, but the courts ain't gonna do it. The courts ain't gonna bring justice. Now walk me through that, and let's just go step by step real quick. So you, Amanda and Brittany are sharing the apartment. I, I, I believe that she overdosed in that apartment. So, from the scene, though, how does Brittany get to Amanda and Brittany's residence from the that, vehicle? That's the part I don't know. Okay. That's the part I've been chasing. But see, Brittany sat down one night. I was in a stolen car, and we're sitting out on the side of the road. And Brittany come out to me one day. I think cell phones out the window and everything. And I asked her, the fuck do you know? And she told me that her... and went out to a fucking farm. And they said they seen Brittany sitting in a yeast trough all stabbed up. Hold on, I'll go. I, I need to be able to follow up on these people, so I need to know how to who they are and how to spell their names real quick. This story, I- I, I told the motherfucker that would know everything is Mandy. I was told she knows everything and anything about it. Who, who kind of gave you this information that Mandy is the is the person of source? She has all the information. Someone in here. At Brittany and Amanda's house, she overdoses. What do they do with her body? I can come to the conclusion they took her out to Don Hill's house off of Fawn River where there was no power or nothing. I believe that's probably where they, because I found the house out there half burnt. That's where the police pretty much wiped everything underneath the carpet. And next thing you know, the house is just tore down quicker shit. And so it'd be a lot easier if I weren't on this phone. I could sit down and actually talk. This yeah. phone just scares me. I'll be heading back out there soon. So I'll try to arrange a time. Like even if I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time right, I'll I put can... you on my visiting list. Uh, if you get a chance, you can swing in here. I will. If shit ain't, if shit ain't all closed up on this and everything, when I come home, we can sit down and go over every bit of it. Yeah. Even if it's all closed up, I still got... You ain't gonna be able to close everything up on everything in there. There's, there's a lot, it's corruption like a motherfucker. Everybody's pointing fingers at everybody and... 
Well, I want to ask you about that. Like, like, tell me what you know about, I mean, you've heard probably all sorts of theories and, and, and even in your own investigation, come up with your own, even like with this situation, but like still having to put the puzzle together. How did she end up off of the road knocking on doors? Guy sees her, boy sees that's her. The part that, that, that's another part that trips me out because I read the police report that was supposedly from... You have one minute remaining. That was supposedly for Michigan State Police, and it just didn't add up. The car that they used, that they said it was involved in it, I looked at the wreck, I looked at the wreck, I looked at the car, it didn't add up. So when I was kicking with Eric Shank, he introduced me to a girl named Ashley. Well, Ashley was driving a Ford Explorer. The Ford Explorer I took, Ford Explorer was all beat up and everything. So I took it one night and then I ran right down that same road and I locked the brakes up and slid it straight into the same tree that she did, supposedly. And it all lined up, the tree, the everything just, and Ashley had all of Brittany's clothes and everything. So that's what she supposedly was moving into. Jess knows all that. Can you call me back? Um, yeah, I can, but it's going to be like fucking 20, 30 minutes. Actually, it might be longer than that. We got fucking phone lines. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be on standby whenever you're ready. Oh, uh, just, uh, what time tomorrow? We can do that. Same time tomorrow? Thank you for using GTL. Sometimes this is how things go. You can't always wrap up details on one call from prison. The time an inmate is allotted goes by very quickly. Our call ends abruptly. We hang up. And to my surprise, I get a call right back. Thank you for using GTL. Hello. Hey. Sorry, the fucking phone lines are retarded. No, you're good. I sent you an email. I didn't know if... if uh... Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, just, uh, I thought, I thought I heard you say it all same time tomorrow. Yeah, I was gonna, but then I fucking was gonna go in there and email you the same shit, but emails is fucking, JV lines are retarded too. You're coming up here when, January? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head up there to come back and see if I could talk to a few more people. But I wanted to ask you just about some of the characters who I've been introduced to and who I've talked to and the information I got my stuff from and kind of just see what your thoughts are. All right. Go ahead. So when did you first come to know Ashley? Um, after Brittany went missing. We were all standing out there on the side of the road searching for her at that time, and then Eric showed up with the dog and started. Me and Eric went to the woods looking for anything, if we could find anything. And had you had known Eric before that? Huh? Had you have known Eric? Had you had known Eric before that? I knew of him. I never. Like, the first time I met Brittany was when I was down there in the apartment, uh, trailer park. Me and my brother and them were down there, and Eric come to the house then. That was the first time I ever met Eric, too. So it was pretty much the second time running into Eric. 
Okay, and then you get paired up with Eric to go on the search. Who pairs you guys up? Like, who makes that decision? Eric just showed up, and I decided to take him as myself and to figure out pretty much I paired us up. Okay, so you, you intentionally did that? Yeah, in a way. What was the it reason? Just, it, just all, it all fell in play that he walked with me, and next thing you know, Ashley's picking me and him up off the side of the road. Say that last part one more time. I said, next thing you know, me and Ashley, Ashley's picking me and Eric up off the side of the road. How long? Okay, so who's at this search with you? And so it's you, Eric. Just me and Eric and the dog. So after Brittany had gone missing, how much time goes by when before you and Eric search together? Yeah, it's hard. I, I don't, I don't know. I know when uh, the search started, my mom and them came and got me out of White Pigeon. We went over to the search, and then said so I was searching for two, three hours until Eric showed up. My mom was standing there in the, her boyfriend's truck. We are on the side of the river when uh, Eric come walking up on us. So you and Eric went on this search. Now, was this a part? Was this just the two of you who designed the search, or were you guys going to a search that other people had put on? Uh, well, we were just searching the area that I've already searched part of it. So I decided when Eric came walking up to finish searching the other rest of the like more of the area. Where is this area? And Eric just decided to go, yeah, like down the river, down from where they said the wreck was at. We were all the way from the wreck. Like I searched shit three four miles of that whole area for anything i had mud all the way up to my hips from walking through the fields nobody else is there searching no no one just me no okay and how did you and eric design this search and search party like who came up with the idea who you know how did he get there because grandma took you you said right i don't know we or were, i'm not grandma mom, but your mom yes all of us were out there searching to begin with and then eric just pops up okay. eric just took off walking searching for more that's what and I was he thinking. He just stuck to my side. Jess, right. there was also like other people. Jessica was there on the search as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a whole search party that day, but Aaron just popped up and he just seemed to be stuck on my side that day. So Eric's there and then eventually you and Eric are walking, doing your, doing the search. This yeah. is all over by where the car had gotten abandoned? Uh, sure, probably a mile away from there. I was uh, searching the river, the closest river that was close to there. I was searching up and down it. Do you, Eric, talk about it at all while you're there? Does he? Do you guys mention anything? anything I, I asked if he knew what the fuck was going on. And he he just he tried playing victim. Like he he didn't know shit was going on. Him and her were arguing this and that. Eric was a little weird after all, like that search and shit. And then I, see, I was homeless at the time. And then when I met up with Ashley and him, Ashley told me I could move in with her. And Eric was just, I don't know how to, he was a fucking pyro. Like he was on some weird shit. Ashley comes and she picks you guys up. Had Ashley been on the search as well, or was she just driving by and picked she you up? She said she was searching earlier that day. She said she was searching. I don't know where she came from, but she just swooped up and picked us up. Okay, so she said she was searching earlier that day, but she wasn't a part of the party search that Jessica had organized. No. I don't, 
I don't know. She's fucking weird. She messaged, she messaged me the other day off of Britney's shit. Off of JP. She did? Recently? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like two weeks ago. What'd she say? Uh, she says, um, um, I'm sorry this is gonna trip you out, blah, 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 or some shit like that. I'm not 100% sure what she said. Something, something about her not having stamps on her JPEG, but she has some questions. She needs, she needs to talk to me about something that's important. Not for me not to freak the fuck out, but she didn't have no stamps or nothing on hers. I messaged back and said, I don't know what the fuck you're doing on her shit, but do you think this shit's a fucking game? If you want to talk to me, I said, you can send me a fucking number and get on your own JPEG. I called, as soon as I got off that message, I called my mom and let my mom know that, let Jess know that what the fuck was going on. What the fuck? Why would she do that? Because she's, a, she's, I think she's involved in a lot of this shit, man. Because hey, like, I've, I've talked to her and I've spent hours and hours in conversation huh? with her. I've talked to her for a long time and I met with her when I was up there. <clears throat> and I'm and I'm still trying to understand something. Either you're a really, really, really devoted and great friend that you want to find what happened, or you're involved. Deep, 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 man. She, she's dug. She's like, it's like she's put herself completely in it. It's all the information that she has and shit. I told her, I said, look, you need to stop digging. I'm sitting down in Indiana with her and a couple other motherfuckers in the house we're sitting in. There ain't nothing but gangbangers and shit. Motherfuckers are sitting there straight killers. And she's sitting here trying to ask these motherfuckers for information about shit. I'm like, you can't be asking this information to these motherfuckers. These people will kill you, you dumbass. She's like, oh, well, I just want to know. What you're trying to do is cover your own... You're trying to make yourself feel good for being involved in some bullshit. Is what I believe happened. Right. I believe she knew something about it all. And it's, I don't know. There's, there's so many fucking stories of he said, she said bullshit, man. And it tore me the fuck. It drove me insane a little bit trying to figure out the puzzle. Did you ever work with her? I mean, she picks you up. Yeah. Did you? I imagine when she yeah. picked you and you and Erica. I rode around with Ashley. I rode around with Ashley, or she gave me the keys to her car and let me go out and do my own thing to figure out shit. But the whole time, she had a GPS tracker on her damn car. How do you know that? Because she showed me it. She showed me that, like, if I if I didn't close the gas cap on her car, I would get a phone call. Hey, close the gas cap on your car. Are you fucking serious right now? She has everything monitored on that fucking Ford Explorer that she had. It's it wild. The bitch is crazy. <laughs> I hate to talk about a woman like that, but that bitch is crazy. Jess told her one day, said that Eric said they, Jess, you got, or told Ashley, said, I heard you got all my daughters sitting in your basement. She's like, oh, no, I don't have none of that. No, no, no. She had a lot of shit in that basement of hers. Ashley did? Yeah. I think a lot of it was Randy shit. Because there was kids clothes down there and everything else. Well, Ashley's got kids. Yeah, but you Ashley right? play, didn't play, have play, none of her kids no more. Huh? 
Ashley don't have her kids no more. She ain't had them for a long time. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. You can easily say, well, yeah, that might be why the clothes are in the basement because she didn't have her kids anymore. Yeah, true. Did you see the the, the clothes in the basement? Yeah, I saw clothes in the basement, toys in the basement. It's, there was some of Britney's shit that was down in that basement. Eric was very protective on that basement, though, too. So Ashley told me that her that Eric started hanging out at her house and was basically living there. Yeah, and Brittany was moving in to Ashley's apartment. I thought she was moving, but wasn't she moving in with Sheldon? No, she was moved into Britain or into Ashley's. Uh, she moved into Ashley's, I guess, before. Well, I know that she was she at was Sheldon's because that's why she had, that's why, that's why she had Sheldon's car. I don't think she had Sheldon's car because the wreck does not like. Sheldon's car had just a little crack underneath the front clip. Yeah. There was a mark on that tree that was two foot, two and a half foot high. There's yeah. no way in hell his car slid down that little little ass ravine and hit that mark in that tree. Yeah. Well, here's here's my question: Is <clears throat> if that vehicle that was retrieved and reported and on the report and impound and law enforcement showed up at Sheldon's house that night, I gotta think that that's probably Sheldon, right? I mean, it's got to be his car, because they have it at the impound, they have it on the police report, the VIN number, all that stuff. Yeah. So, I think... Yeah, but it, they also... The word is that Brittany ran up down them houses, shaved her head, made herself... Word is that there was another woman that placed the fake the scene of what went down. John Cassart, the old man that she interacted with, he... Yeah. I mean, they asked him, is this the girl? I, you know... My thing is, is, why would she run all the way to that house when there was two houses within less than 100 yards apiece that guaranteed someone's not answering them doors because they're both, most of them farmhouses sitting there where she wrecked. Right. Those are $150,000, $200,000 houses sitting there with dogs. Yeah. So how did the people not answer the phone or not answer the doors? Because they were on vacation. But she had to go fucking a quarter of a mile away to knock on her house to some 70, 80-year-old man. The family and the houses that that are next to on the right and left of where the cars the car got into the accident, as we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, they were on vacation. Oh, all right. What about the other one, though? Same thing. It's owned by the same family. Oh. A lot of that property is all one family. All right. That would explain why we were out there searching. No one was running around either. She then proceeds down to John Cassar's house and then knocks, and he actually interacts with her and. She actually even gets on the phone with 911. Greg listened and Greg said, like, that's my daughter. Like, I know what she sounds like. That's her. And then when they started, when they asked for his address, she gave the phone back to John. And then once they asked John for her name, she dipped. But she had a warrant yeah, for her. Yeah, but she had a trouble. She, oh, was a You have one minute remaining. All right. Um, you're coming up here in January, correct? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a few more questions. Um, Can we try again tomorrow? Yeah, uh, we can do that. Okay, I got same it. time. Yeah, yeah, same time. All right, I can do that. Right, I appreciate you, Jay. All right, yep. Uh, later.
This call is from a correction facility and is subject to monitoring and recording. Thank you for using GTL. Hello. Hey. Hey, what's up? Not much. How you doing, man? Oh, fuck. Tired. Yeah? Gotcha. gotcha. I, uh, I appreciate you calling back. I wanted to kind of just, like I said, just kind of pick your brain a little bit about just kind of the stuff that I wanted to share. And you kind of talked a little bit about what you had discovered and what you kind of gone through in your own experience and in investigating this and kind of having to look over your shoulder and couple of things yesterday that you had mentioned that I wanted to get confirmation on was you had mentioned Amanda and Brittany and Amanda was Brittany's mom, correct? Correct. And their last name is Correct. So supposedly Brittany had overdosed over at their residence. That's that's what I think. Well, I believe happened. And they all panicked and fucking freaked out and took her out to fucking Don Hill's house and so on from there. And were you and Don Hill friends? Me? Yeah. Me and Don? Yeah. Hell no. No, fuck no. All these people that are involved with this, I just, where's the people that they say are involved? I ain't friends with none of them. I, I associated with them in the past. I have so many motherfucking enemies out there, like, I don't fuck with any of them. You have been told this story from about Brittany and Amanda and all this, and then our Brittany overdosing and this happening at, at residence from Mandy. Uh, I was told Mandy the one to fucking talk to you about everything. She knows everything. That's what I've been told from here and here. You've obviously heard about the white male who was with Brittany at her grandma's house. You've heard yep. about that guy, right? Yep. Do you have any idea who that man is? Uh, I was probably under assumption that it was a uh, uh, brother. I fucking don't know his name. And then, That's who I was supposed to be fucking around with, but he's all covered in tattoos and shit, so. Who told you that? Uh, I who I assumed she was with, because. I don't remember who fuck told me. Like, there's been so many stories. Like I said, I hate talking about it. I hate hearing about it anymore. This is why I didn't want to call. So over hearing about it. Yeah. For me, my part of what I'm trying to do is just eliminate what's not the truth. You know what I'm saying? You got a long road ahead of you eliminating the truth, not the truth. Yeah. This is part of it. I'm on that road right now. I'm, I'm going to stay persistent with it, you know? So, this Ashley girl. Yeah. She's the one who recently messaged you from Britney's account from JPay. Yep. And basically your response to her was, why the fuck are you on Brit's account, for one, and right. two, like, I ain't fucking with you type of thing? Pretty much. Eric was staying at Ashley's house during the time right. that Britney went missing. Yep. There's some things that Ashley's done that I'm just like, I, I question. Every move she's made since I met her, I've questioned. I just stay close to her to fucking find out what the hell the moves were for. And she's good. Look at what she's doing. Covering herself up or whatever the, however the fuck, whatever the fuck she's doing. 
you went on that search with Jessica and you guys eventually ended up going over to Don Hill's house. Yeah. I went over there. I, I was out, I was staying White Pigeon at the time, so I was out walking around anyways. And I decided to walk out towards Don's house because I, I wasn't friends with Don at the time, but Don was still selling my dope for me. When I made it out to Don's, I realized that the house was burned up, no one was around. I kicked over the trash cans that were out there, and there was, there was just a weird, it's probably a weird vibe, so I looked around. I found a chloroform bottle laying in a motherfucking trash can. That's when I decided to walk back into Pigeon. I called Jess and them. They came out there. We searched around, looked around. The police showed up. Well, before the police showed up, I walked all the way to the back of the woods, and I ended up following some footprints out to the woods. Well, I ended up losing them going across the river. I don't know where the fuck they were, who they were. And then uh, I got back up to the house and the police were there. When did this take place? What year and what month? Fuck. This was right after she disappeared. Like a month after that. I've been to Don Hill's house, or at least where it used to be, because it's not there anymore. No, they, they tore that motherfucker down like the fastest I've ever seen a house get torn down and get filled in. That's the fastest I've ever seen anything get torn down. Okay, when you went inside Don's house, what did you, of or at least what was left of it? What did, what do you remember? Anything you take away? Uh, the one bedroom being burned up, the bed mattress and all that shit being burnt. It was only one bedroom? Yeah, there was only one bedroom burnt, and it just how it started from the outside, but uh, it, was, it was just the one bedroom, and it was mainly the mattress and shit. Downstairs or upstairs? had a hole in it, but down, upstairs, upstairs. So it was on main I went floor. down in the basement, and we tore the basement. I, I tore the basement the fuck up, looking for shit. And inside the house, it fixed I found some fake money, shit like that, but... So where, where was Don at? Why isn't he home? Don and uh, I guess I guess they took off. I guess Don left state. Before Brittany went missing or after? He's down in Wyoming right now. It, was that before or after she went missing that Don took off? After he let his truck go back to repo, which he only owed like twelve hundred or twenty-two hundred dollar truck that he's been paying all these years. He let his truck go back to repo and I guess took off. The motherfucker still owes me like nine hundred. Did anybody ever hear why he he left? Nope, he just left. He took off to Wyoming. That's the last place anybody said they've seen or heard from him. Do you know if he left before or after the fire? I was told it was after the fire. That's why I don't understand why the police ain't went and got him and questioned the shit out of him. Okay, so you guys go inside. This one is all of his personal items still inside the house, or has it just like been abandoned? It's abandoned. Okay, and then you go inside, you flip over stuff. What did you find that you, I mean, was there anything that stuck out to you? There was really nothing that stuck out except the fact that in the basement, on the ceiling, there was like, you know, a, a, a screw-in eye, eye, eye things, like the round eye, eyelids that holds, holds shit up, like hooks. Uh-huh. There was like two or three of them in the ceiling. That's the only thing that fucking stood out to me from some of the story that I've heard. So that's kind of what stands out to me. Is I've heard this, they said she was tied up. I've been told a story about finding money at this search at Don Hill's house. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I found it. 
tell me your part of it, or at least your side of it, on, on uh, how well, is it even relevant? I smashed relevant? a picture off the wall, and behind the picture was like $600 with a fake printed out $20 bills. Bobby Moore put them back there. Did you know right away it was fake? Yeah. How so? I used to print it with the dude that used to put fucking stay there. The guy that used to stay there, I used to fucking mess around with. He was he moved out long before all this shit went down. I used to mess around with it back in the day. And they look identical to the bills that we used to have. So, okay, so I back to the apartment, looked at them, and tell they were fake. What'd you do with the money? <laughs> Dope dealer. Some went to the dope dealers, some went to the fucking, who knows. I ain't seen Bobby or talked to him since then, and I don't want to see Bobby because I want to wrap a rope around his fucking throat because I believe he has something to do with my fucking, one of my homeboys dying. Um, so then you're inside the house, you find that money, and you, have, you see some of the hooks on top of the ceiling in the basement that stood out to you. Right. No, did you, when you looked around, did you see any blood? Did you see any? No, I didn't see none of that. Okay. And in the bedroom that, that that had the fire, the mattress was burnt up pretty bad. Oh, there, there was just there was just a metal frame that was left. You said you walked out back. Or actually, you said you had called Jessica before that, and they came, and you're you're now in the house with them. But then yeah, I called Jessica. Them, Jessica never showed up. I ended up going back into town. I believe I believe that's how it went. One of the two, either I went back into town. You have one minute remaining. I know I left them for a little bit, and then when I came back, I walked all the way to the back because there was footprints going from the yard line all the way back. And then I lost them there, and then I went back into the woods, and I found them again, and then I ended up losing them through the uh, water. Which is see how I lost them in the water, because the water was fucking almost six, seven foot deep, so I know no one crossed that motherfucker. It's not frozen at that time of year? No, it wasn't. Yeah, give me a call back before this before this ends. I, I have just a few more questions, if that's fine with you. All right. All right, thanks. Thank you for using GTL. What the fuck you looking at, sissy? <laughs> Quit, but I want to phone. Uh -huh. Quit. You can't be talking to me. Of course I am. Hello. <laughs> Let's go back to real quick to the Don Hill house search. You you had mentioned that you originally got you were gonna go up to Don Hill's house before Jessica and them arrived. Yeah. What was a part of that decision making of I'm gonna head out to Don's and then I'm gonna call Jess? Like, did you get there first and there's? Uh, yeah, I got I got to Don's house before anybody even knew what the fuck was going on out there. Well, but what made you think that possibly Don's house could be the place that they did that with Britt and her body? Because that's what the story was, is Don was involved in some shit, and I know Brittany was taking, Brittany was taking it out there before with Bobby Moore. I just knew that was like a fucking trap house spot. Okay. So Don Hill, he's, his name continues to get brought up. Look, when I first met Don Hill... I went out there's house. I don't know who the fuck took me out there. Someone took me out there. I had like three ounces of dope on me. He's like, well, I can sell some dope for you. I'm like, all right. I gave him a bunch of dope after He sold it for me. 
And then, like, two days later, he's all talking about, man, you can find us some bitches, man. I'll pay you some money, man. If you find us a couple of bitches to run around the house and just la, 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 la. I'm like, bro, I don't fuck around like that. I said, I sell dope. That's all I do. I said, no women get involved in my shit. His brother come out. I don't know who his brother was, but his brother came out. And the vibe I got off of those two motherfuckers was the most creepiest vibe I've got in my life. I mean, as far as Jessica's involvement, do you think she has anything to do with this? I thought she did at the beginning. You know, it's crossed my mind. But I, I, I can't fucking say she did because, you know, it's kind of, it fucks my head up to think that a mom could actually have something to do with some shit like this, but society is fucked up. Do you, what about Sheldon Ashbrook? Do you I've known Sheldon for a while. You know, he could, but I don't think that motherfucker's got. If he, he's got anything to do with it, it's because someone's threatened to kill him if he ever fucking, because he was dragged into it and threatened and everything else because I've known him for a while and boy, softer than fuck, softer than Sharman. What about Eric Shank? Um, when I've seen, what I've known of Eric from kicking it with him, boy, he's got some fucking screws loose, that's for sure. And he does kick it with the weird motherfuckers. What about Cage? Cage? I never really kicked it around Cage, but like twice. And I don't know, Cage? I don't know. He showed up at Ashley's one day and straight told me, he said, look, we find out who these motherfuckers are, he said, we killing them. I'm like, all right. He took me out of the car, showed me his guns, he said, these bitches are loaded. Other than that, He's never, we never really kicked it or anything. How tall are you, JJ? 6'3". The guy I know who was there at the house that night, I know he was like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, but at, at a grandma's that night? 5'6", five, 5'7", five, that'd be probably the brother. He's about that height. Um. There's a few of them that are about that height. They're yeah. in a whole same fucking scenario. Here's where it gets confusing for me. She she was at Sheldon's the day that she went missing, and she's there. She's with him. Who? And so now I'm trying to figure out who's her dealer. You who have one minute remaining. I'm trying to figure out who is she buying from. There's so many motherfuckers out there. That's <laughs> hard telling on that one. Uh, I mean, I asked the boys if they'd recognize any of the guys that I me- I've already mentioned, and, and the only person that they do recognize are a few guys who I've shown them images of, but I'm just trying to understand this, and I know we got probably about maybe 30 to 40 seconds left. Have you ever heard the name Josh? No. Josh what? Josh? No. Does he fit the description? Uh, blonde hair, uh, about five nine, five eleven. The guys said I was eye to eye with them. The boys are five six, and Scott's five six. All right, well, that's brother. I can't fuck her. Thank you for using GTL. What?
My conversations with JJ were eye-opening. I appreciate his candor, and I appreciate him sharing his experiences. I walked away with the thoughts on many of the topics he touched on. JJ said Eric was weird. He called him a pyro, meaning a pyromaniac. Is he implying that Eric likes to start fires? He told me about his experience with Eric at a search the day of the traffic stop, Eric latching onto JJ. JJ described it as Eric S. being stuck on his side the whole day. JJ doesn't mention searching in Three Rivers though, which is what he tells the Three Rivers officer later that day when they're detained at the traffic stop. Does that mean they didn't search in the Three Rivers area? Not necessarily, but still curious to me. JJ describes Eric being protective over Ashley's basement. We've heard a lot of stories about the basement and different activities happening there. Did Eric know about something going on in the basement? JJ tells me pretty confidently that he believes Ashley is involved with Brittany's disappearance in some way. It was interesting that JJ recounts Cage showing him firearms and pointing out that they're loaded and says Cage tells him they'll kill whoever did this to Brittany. Would Cage say something like that if he was involved in Brittany's disappearance? After my last phone conversation with JJ while he was in prison, I was looking forward to speaking to him after he got out, both in person and on the phone. He gave me his word that he'll contact me when he's out. He didn't have much time left to serve. So I was eager to see if he's a man of his word. Eventually, a short time later, JJ is released, but he refuses to connect. I continue to try and make contact. In my world, when you say you're going to do something, you follow through. JJ sends me voice messages. And boy, for a guy who doesn't want to talk, he sure does a lot of barking. I've told you 20 fucking times, I ain't FaceTiming you, I ain't talking on the phone. When you see me in person, we can talk. Other than that, get the fuck off my shit. I make sure to return the favor and remind him that he's the one in my inbox this time. JJ, you said you had a target on your back now and that you have to look over your shoulder. Yeah, well, considering I'm hearing from you while you're in prison, I'm confident looking over your shoulder isn't something new to you. JJ, you're pissed that I played the recording of you, Ashley, and Glide. But you guys recorded Glide behind his back. Explain how that's not hypocritical. At least you knew your call was being recorded since you called from a penitentiary. Look, I chase people who kill other people for a living. I understand what having a target on your back is like. But if that's the case, then let's clear this shit up. Let's stop playing games and get to it already. When you don't keep your word, you lose credibility. Next time on Hide and Seek. Downhill.
Hey. Can you see me? Oh, okay. Well, fuck. Let me say this, man. Let me start off with this, Don. Thanks for answering the phone call because not a lot of motherfuckers do. So I appreciate you jumping on the call. Okay, okay. Hey, what is going on, man? I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I do want to talk to you. You had things going on at your house that were criminal activity, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to, I've been honestly, man, I've been trying to find you for quite a while. So for you to get on Facebook and to, to reach back, were, were people selling from there? Underneath the basement, about another eight feet deep, was another object down below the concrete foundation of the basement. No knowledge what that is. They were wanting to give you a polygraph. The Hide and Seek podcast is hosted, directed, edited, and produced by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Engineered, mixed, and mastered by Nudon's Audio Engineering. Director of Photography is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson. <laughs>